Hey everyone, Liz Hammersman here with both sides of the mask, the power chat for this week. I know it's been a little over a week since we've done anything. Uh, I know Tony just posted our last conversation that we had together. Power chats try to get a little bit more uh, dedicated to those. It's just been such a struggle. It's been up and downs like a roller coaster for both of us. As you guys know that I'm back into coaching, so that's been taking a lot of my time. My lessons went from daytime to evening, so uh, it's just, it's uh, becomes a little challenging trying to decide, like, you know, when I'm going to decide to do things, you know, wh- how I'm going to dictate my day. So, like, things like that. Also, you know, both my kids still don't drive, so one rides the bus home, the other one is spoiled until she turns 16 in January. Uh, she doesn't want to ride the bus home, and, you know, and I'll, be, I'll give her this. I wouldn't want to ride the bus home like she does, too, because... The, the way that her academy works is that they have all the kids from the school, from the junior high and high school, pile up in one bus, and then they have to take them home in that same district. So there could be times she's on the bus for an hour. It's like, um, no. So I guess I'll sacrifice that part. Hope you guys are getting ready for the season. Hope you guys, if, if you guys already did some fall games, that's awesome. If you're going to get started this weekend, Good luck. Make sure you guys just keep things simple. Don't overlook things. I know we have some changes in the rule book this coming year and we're able to practice it here in in the fall season. Just don't overthink things, especially when it comes to uh, the 90 seconds in between innings. I'll get into the the big topic conversation. Uh, Actually, both topics of conversation that seems to be confusing a lot of people. I noticed that a lot on the, uh, the social media platforms we have umpire sites that are I should I want to say they're more voicing their opinion when it comes to the new rules so let's let's start talking about we're going to open it up a little bit I'm probably going to open up Pandora's box but you know what to be honest with you we need to make sure that we are realistic and we are doing things the right way that's probably that's probably the best way to explain it I feel like we over officiate when something new comes out we kind of panic kind of like the whole uniform thing yeah I'm going to bring it up you guys panicked over the uniforms, and look, guess what? We're not talking about it anymore, so good thing you guys panicked over it. That was great. Oh, wait. The uniforms are still not available. Are you still worried about them? Okay. So so let's talk about the conference. When to charge a conference? Because now, anytime that a team calls time and asks to, you know, like, go ahead and put a situation in. Catcher asks for time to go talk to the catcher. Okay, now we got to record that. Okay, so we got to record that. But some of the things I'm reading or being asked is, so what do you do when a shortstop comes and talks to the pitcher for a couple seconds and then goes right back out? Oh, okay. So I'm going to give you this. First of all, I'm going to give you my biased opinion. That's nitpicky. Now I'm going to give you the correct response that I will give you of how to handle it. Where was the batter? What was the batter doing? Has the pitcher violated her 10-10-5 pitching violation in any way? Did it impede the process of the offense to be ready and get set in the box? Was it a large delay? If you answered all those questions and you cannot give me a valid reason of why that should be a conference, you're over-officiating. So let me give you a better demonstration. Let's say you go ahead and call 
that a conference shortstop comes in, gives her a high five, like, hey, it's all right, let's, we got this. We got one down and goes runs right back to the first, right back to their position. You come out, time on the field, whip out your lineup card holder. Coach, that's a conference. You write it down. Coach argues with you, may not argue with you. Let's just say they don't argue with you. You write it down, put the book back in your lineup card, uh, in your uh, in your ball bag. You walk back to your position, put your mask back on, and then you get reset. Play ball. You yourself just wasted time. You yourself are being hypocritical about this. You yourself put yourself in a situation that did not need to be involved. It's called preventative umpiring. If you see that they might be taking along, batter's not in the circle. I'm sorry, not in the batter's box, not the circle. If they're in the circle, we may have to. We, we may have questions. Um, if you see that there's a little bit of a delay, and be careful how I'm verbalizing this. Listen to how I say it. All right, defense, we're ready. Notice I didn't say girls. I didn't say ladies. I said defense. We got to be very careful how we verbalize and how we speak to these uh, these adult athletes. They're adults. They want that respect. They want that acknowledgement. It's the easiest thing to do. Anytime that I have a, a conference that is initiated by the coach and one side's taken a little bit too long, the one broke. Let's say the defensive broke before the offensive did. Hey, okay, offense, we're ready. Defense is set. Boom. Simple. It's a trigger. It's direct. It's simple. Most likely you're going to be like, oh, okay, you know, and then you see all, you know, everyone scattering goes right back to the bases or vice versa. Okay, defense, we're ready. Offense is set. Notice how simple that was instead of entitling or categorizing the specific gender to the category. It's just simple. You're not demoralizing. You're not categorizing. It's just simple of point to the point to the situation defense or offense and you get your point across all right so we're going to go back so you just delayed the game because of a conference when technically the defense all they did was just do, do what they normally do when yeah. someone gets down on themselves high five let's go and go from there they've been doing this for years i mean we created the the the, the huddle violation rule years ago because certain teams would do this on purpose, come to the circle, do their little patty cake thing, whatever you want to call it, delay the game, and it would cause the game to be longer. Okay, that rule's in there for a reason. Same thing for this one. But it's not for the same context. This is if, it, if they ask for time or if they are delaying the game. Prime example, catcher asks for time to go talk to the pitcher. And this is where our preventative... I should say proactive umpiring comes into play. As the catcher comes back, just let the catcher know, hey, I just, I just want, to, want you to verify, I just want you to know, hey, that's your third team conference. So, you know, if, if you need to make that discussion with your coach, it's your third team conference, same thing. And we're gonna have to get a little bit better with communicating with the coaches too. Before, we just would mark down like what the conference was, what inning, and then we were able to count, or, you know, I, like I write down like how many conferences, like, you know, I'll, I'll write down, and I'll, I'll get into that just a little bit. But now we're going to have to let the coaches know, hey, I just want to let you know I have four recorded conferences for your side. You may get a 
F you or, okay, yes, thank you, or, you know, a head nod or nothing. But as long as you're being proactive and you're telling that side, hey, this is what's going on, you just set yourself apart and you alleviated some strain. Okay, so let's go back to the lineup card. What are you putting down when you do mark a conference? I'll tell you what I do. And then, you know, it's this is not a cookie cutter type of of an event. You can do whatever helps you out. Now, I do this for a particular reason. I actually write the conference down based on the lineup card who's in a conference, whether it's team A or team B. So I'll write on team A if they're in a conference. I'll write down inning. How many outs? What's the score? Who's pitching? Who's batting? And how many runners are on? May not be in that all that order. You're like, wow, that's a lot of information to put down. Yeah, actually it is. And the reason, and it doesn't take that long too. And the reason why I do this is because if for some reason, if we have a halted game, we have to be able to have legible information for the next umpire that may take over that game if you're not the one that's taking over the halted game resolution. So I actually had this happen to me a few years ago. I got injured on a, on a field and I was a plate umpire. Plate umpire, had to, uh, the first base umpire had to take over for me. I don't remember if my information was legible or not, but at the same time, those that's, the, that's imperative that we have to make sure that we have to be legible. We got to make sure that we understand like, what we're writing down, what we, what we can read. Uh, if you gave me a lineup card holder and I can't read it, oh my gosh, you better believe I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. You have time to write all that stuff down. By the time you get done writing that inform- short information down, I use abbreviations, obviously. I use a little chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everyone's got a different different uh, protocol, their own um, way of doing things to make sure that they do it right. But by the time you get done doing that and you put your lineup card back in your ball bag, whether the team has broken up or not, that's it's time to go. All right? Usually the team has already broken up and you give them enough time to have that conference. If by the time you're done, you put that lineup card in your ball bag and they're still not done, okay, now we start walking out to the circle with the, with assertiveness and we say, okay, defense, we're ready. You just gave that team an ample amount of time. That is considered a conference, is when they actually take time. Look up the de- definition of time. If you're going to call a conference on a player that's just going in there to do a game management of high five, okay, let's go, and runs back to the their position, you're the one that's putting yourself and inserting yourself into the game. You're the one that delayed the game. Because now you have to call time if there isn't already time on the field, whip out your lineup card holder, write down the conference, put it back in your, your ball bag, put your mask back on, walk back to the catcher's box and play ball. You yourself just wasted time. You should be charged for a conference. (laughs) Maybe they should start doing that. You know, every time you do something wrong, either they buzz you or they just tell you that you're charged for a conference. But think about it, let's just be smart when we're, we're, just be preventative when you're out there. If you see that, you know, something is not right and they're taking a little bit too long and a coach might be chirping at you, hey, when do you consider a conference? Go out there and be like, okay, defense, we're ready. Defense, do you want a conference? Verbalize it. Verbalize it so you know how you can be direct and straight to the point. Defense, you have three conferences. Do you want to use a fourth one? It's all how you present it. 
So the next one I want to go over is the legally batted ball. And I know Tony and I are going to get a little more discussion about both these topics, but so a fellow colleague of ours, and he wanted to go over this. It's like, so what if you have two strikes on the batter and they step out of the batter's box as they, as they make contact with the ball and it goes foul? Does the coach have an option? Well, theoretically, no, because it's a foul ball and there's nobody on. And if a coach doesn't take the option as a strikeout, then we need to check on their pulse. Um, laughing aside, we don't really have direction yet because we don't have a coordinator. But for the most part, let's just be real, that should be an out. Now, if we start adding elements into the equation, we have runners on, we have an illegal pitch, we have a runner leaving early, we have both. So now we got some, something different, but we don't have anything in writing yet. And we will. Be patient. Call the game as it is. I know some of us uh, have been able to make those calls and like we or so um, we have such a muscle memory that we they call dead dead ball instead of delayed dead ball. And it'll come in with practice. I'm sure I'll probably do something stupid too. You know, just wait. But just use common sense when it comes to this. If you have it, throw out your hand. Just say, I have a delay dead ball out of the box, strike three on the batter. Pretty simple. If the coach gets mad at you because you didn't give them an option, well, again, we need to check their pulse. So hopefully that clears up that a little bit. I know there's just been a little bit of confusion. I know that uh, we've been having some good feedback from some umpires giving us some uh, input of like their fall games, which is really, really cool. And are, are, we want to hear more from you. Like, how are things going? How are they doing their fall games? Um, are they relaxed? Are they high pressure? Do they, are they taking it like it's a elimination game? You know, how are, how are some of these coaches taking uh, th- these fall games? How are you handling the fall games? But, um, I want to give a, a quick shout out to some of our listeners that have been, they either have been writing an email or, you know, I actually get personal messages from our listeners. And actually two of these guys are avid listeners, Derek Wilkins from Alabama. I'll give a huge shout out to you again. He was giving me some feedback on some of his fall games. And like we were talking about with the conferences and it's just like, there's a little bit of confusion with some of the, uh, some of the Juco schools or some of the lower division schools. I mean, we also have to remember some of these coaches might be newer. Some of these coaches don't have the fundage when it comes to uh, the educational parts. You know, we got to remember that they have other things going on. They might actually be a professor too. They might be coaching a fall, fall sport. So they got to keep up with multiple sports. So be patient with some of these coaches and be kind and just be courteous. So uh, thanks, Derek, for sharing your information. That was really cool. Andy Crisp from Ohio. Yeah, I'm going to show a little bias on his part. You know, he's from uh, the west, uh, sorry, the east side of Ohio. He's always sharing some fun stories, especially at the youth level. We like to chuckle because some of the, the teams that he talks about are the teams that my 14U daughter's team that I'm helping coach that we faced. And it's hilarious because it's no joke. Some of these coaches just need to go chill out or just go yeah, just not coach at all. But Andy, want to give you a huge shout out. Lastly, we got a fun little email and Tony took care of this one. I, I really appreciate you, Tony, taking care of this one. 
you know, we've been, we do get emails from certain umpires uh, that are either seeking out something or giving us some ideas, which I think is really, really cool. But we had an umpire named Jeremy Heidelbrand. If I, if I really botched your last name, I'm sorry, Jeremy, but I want to give a huge shout out. Wrote us a nice long email. He's a podcast listener. Looking for some feedback, looking for some advice. Gave us a short little story about him. It was actually kind of ironic. He's from, he actually lived in both of our states where both Tony and I have lived. Not together, separately, obviously. Let's not get that twisted. Um, all joking aside. But Jeremy, thanks so much for your email. It, it, we love the impact. We, we love hearing from other officials and like what what this podcast is doing. And if there's anything that we can help out and direct, we're not looking for pats on the back. We're not looking for like how many gold stars we can get. We're just here because we're here to make sure that, you know, everyone is on the same page. They know where to look for when it comes to the camps, clinics, information. But there's still some camps speaking of with Diamond Umpire Academy. Check them out. I know she's got a few more coming up. There's one in Gainesville. Uh, that is going to be partaking on, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. There's also going to be Gulf Shores. I believe it's the 23rd and 24th. And then finally, they have the one in Dalton, Georgia, which is part of the Scenic City events. With All three of those events are, are by the Connect Sports. You can find them out on connectsports.com if you want to know where those locations are at. DiamondUmpireAcademy.com and also on their Facebook site is where Christy has all her information for it that's related to Sports Connect. So you'll find that out. That Dalton, Georgia one is actually in uh, between uh, November 6th and 7th. And you'll find that information out. I believe there's still some slots left if you're looking into that. I'm actually heading my way down to Ohio State for Mike Burwells. I already said that in the beginning of the podcast. If you uh, end up listening to this, I appreciate you guys. If you're coming down uh, for this camp, thank you so much. And I, I hope that this camp does very well and helps impact you and continues to embrace the umpiring for everybody. But... I'm hoping that this this power chat was a little more inspirational. I know I get a little, uh, I get up in my feels sometimes with certain things. Probably the next power chat I'll be discussing will get up in my feels and how I feel about uh, the differences with the genders and equality. I know I, I talked about that already, but some of the things that are coming out that, especially with just yesterday, Lauren Chamberlain just announced that there's a new softball league that she is going to be the commissioner for, the women's professional fast pitch. If you're unfamiliar with it, just Google search it or go to USA Softball's website. It's all launched. It's all over Twitter right now. It's on our podcast, Facebook page is why we announced it. I just finished up Athletes Unlimited, not this past weekend with Kat Osterman's last weekend where she retired, but the weekend before. It was a blast. It was fun. I love the uniforms, even though it was black. It's not hot. I have, it's lighter. I, I love how it looks. It just looks cleaner. It just looks just a little bit more authoritative. It looks, it, honestly, I, I felt more comfortable in that black and, and gray uniform. So really loved it. It just it felt like you're a part of a, uh, more of a sorority than anything, if that makes any more sense. But um, I had a little bit of a moment. You know, Kat Osterman actually yelled at me, uh, just not yelled at me, but like embraced her uh, her opinion on a low pitch that she really wanted. And I kind of giggled to myself. I just said, oh, wow, I just got yelled at by Kat Osterman. I mean, I thought that was really cool. A little bit of a geek moment for me because, you know, I've watched Kat Osterman. You know, she played uh, right around the time when I was playing. Actually, maybe it's a little bit after. So it's just it's just fun to see, like, how much growth and how much of a uh, inspiration she has been to, to athletes all over the world. And just to answer some of those questions about the Athletes Unlimited, because I see some of you, uh, not you, I should say, but some of the boneheaded umpires talking about the strike zone about the athletes unlimited if you don't know then you shouldn't open up your mouth so i'm just telling you this right now the strike zone is what the strike zone was 
Right now, there are negotiations with ESPN because they're looking to expand this opportunity with Athletes Unlimited next year. They're actually going to be adding a few more sports next year. I heard that field hockey, basketball, and I'm not sure what the third sport possibly could be. There might be just two sports. Depends on what they get. But ESPN wants to sign a contract. But in order to get that negotiation um, on, on the same page, they want the game to be within a two-hour minimum. Uh, that's that's up to Sherry Kemp. You know, and if you're unfamiliar, Sherry Kemp, she was the one that actually was uh, the commissioner for the MPF, which the MPF is probably most likely not going to be around anymore. Everyone has their own thoughts and opinions when it came to that that league, but uh, that was what we were told. So the, the strike zone needed to be just a little bit more egregious on the wide side and also on the tall side. So it, again, if, if you are opinionated about it, if you want to get a little, little, little more opinionated on, on what the strike zone should have been, what you think it is. And if you thought it was too wide and your strike zone is horrible, I can't believe I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Like, I mean, I'm, I could read all, all over the, the feedback on that. It just cracked me up, but I'm not going to get into it. But it is what it was. They wanted it a wide zone. I struggled with it. They wanted a little higher. I'm just not used to it. There's a few times that I caught myself zoom, zooming right back into my, my college strike zone. I know I missed a few pitches. Um, There's one catcher that moved a little bit, and it, me being a five foot five frame, I actually got blocked a couple times, so I had to make some strong adjustments with that. Daniel Lowry didn't like one pitch. I know that for sure, but that's, that's Daniel Lowry. But I think she likes the wide zone anyway. <laughs> But be careful what you say on the social media. If you don't know, you don't know. There, there was one particular umpire that still, it burns in the back of my brain. And I'm never going to point out this umpire, never going to say their name. If they are an avid listener and they know who they are, you'll know once you hear this part. But I just remember during the World Series when the Florida State pitcher was quote unquote out of the 24 line. She was in the violation of the 24 foot pitching lane. <clears throat> when you're in that position as a U2, I am almost positive, you know, and I would give up my paycheck of what I made, that there's just no way you would have called that because of just the way we are set up and the way we're looking into it. And to be honest with you, that chalk is gone. But even when the chalk is there, she is borderline and you, you cannot nitpick stuff like that. And even if you're watching the videos, same thing. You watch the video, you watch the live TV and you see how her foot's planted. And if the camera wasn't at an angle, keyword angle, she was not stepping out of the 24 foot lane. So uh, the quote that I am paraphrasing it is that they're just playing out, not calling it. That's what that official said on the social media about the 24 foot violation. First of all, if you don't know, don't open up your mouth. So yeah, I got a little testy on those last two subjects. Just be careful what you put on the social media. If you don't, if, unless you are in the know and you know the person that's umpiring. And if you know, about what the league standards are, don't open up your mouth if you think. I mean, if you think or you're assuming, you know what they say about assuming. And what I usually say is, and what most people don't, is it makes an ass out of you, not me. So just remember that. But I appreciate you guys, as always. Continue to work hard. Continue to stay within the rules. Don't overlook things. Don't over-officiate things. Be con. Be conscious about how you're uh, you're making these calls. Make sure you understand. Make sure you guys are all on the same page. Other than that, I think that's all I want to do with my power chat. I had to do this about three times because I didn't realize that the one format wasn't recording, which is still hilarious to me. So I had a little bit of a practice in with this this power chat. But next week, Tony and I are going to get back together. We're going to get in, uh, involved with our our uh, our. Uh, 
with our podcast. We're trying to find time so we can find an interview. But honestly, I've actually been enjoying it. Just him and I just kind of conversing back and forth, talking about what his daughter's been doing with the uh, competition horseback riding. Him asking me questions about the coaching, which I've absolutely been loved. And I, I just want to tell you, I'm probably going to talk more about this next week, but I was so excited to have my first baseball player as my catching, uh, my catching instruction. It was so cool. Oh my gosh, just amazing. If it, don't tell me that softball and baseball are two different sports when it comes to teaching the mechanics, because they're not. Oh man, it was a blast. So anyways, all right, enjoy your guys' weekend. If you're at a camp, congrats, good luck, embrace it, ask questions, make sure you write things down, have fun with it. Other than that, if you're working some fall ball, have fun, learn something, ask questions. Until next time, be excellent.